What's going on, good people, man? Welcome to another episode of First Generation Wealth Builders. So check this out. I am not wearing a clothes twice. This is the same day. My man Terrence pulled up on me, though. So, man, what's happening? What's up, man? I pulled up on him. <laughs> <laughs> so, T, man, without further ado, please introduce yourself to the people, man. What's up, y'all? I'm Terrence Harris. I'm, a, I'm from Columbus, Ohio, but I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan. Man, I grew up in the D. Uh, kind of made some wrong decisions, so I moved to Ohio. My mom was like, hey, you out of here. You moving to Ohio. So I moved to Ohio, started working a state job. And as I started working a state job, I had kids, young. Had custody of them, started taking care of them. But I knew it was more to just going to work every day, trading time for dollars, just trading times for dollars. So I knew I wanted more. So roughly in 2007, I started a cleaning business. But I really didn't start to roughly around 2010. Um, and then right around 2010, I met a guy named uh, Mike Benoit, uh, Rob Coates, and another guy named Damon Dillard. Okay. And they put me on a personal development. First time I really knew about personal development. Okay. Didn't know nothing about it, man. All I knew is when I tell you I'm from Detroit, I knew how to fight. That was one of the, <laughs> that was all I knew. Oh, uh, Malice in the Palace, baby. Yes, man. Hey, there it is. That's what I'm talking about. That's all I knew. Okay. So, but um, they really put me on, man. They put me on to Think and Grow Rich. Mm. They put me on to um, Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson. Mm. Like books that really helped me resonate to what I wanted to do. And um, I just, I always remember as I started working on personal development, it just became clearer and clearer that I no longer wanted to work for the state of Ohio. So, me being me, I jumped. You know what I'm saying? I took that leap, jumped, started my, I started the cleaning company already back in 2007, but I really started putting my time and energy into it. So, uh, I put my time and energy into it. My kids was probably like 9, 10, 11 at the time. Uh, we literally, we went to apartment after apartment after apartment to get um, contracts. So, I would go in there and I would clean the contracts I mean, clean the uh, units with my kids. Mm. And I would teach my kid, one would know how to clean the stove, one would clean the refrigerator. I'm talking about get good at cleaning that refrigerator, too. They were solid. Mm. Uh, one would clean the window seals. They all had a job. So How many kids you got? Uh, I got a total of five. Okay. So it got rough. It was starting to get, you know, they started, it was rough at first. Then they got really good at it. Okay. And then uh, I was known as the, the guy with the kids. And literally, I started picking up contract after another contract after another contract. At one point, man, we was at 19 contracts. Of right. cleaning how how old are your kids at this time? So now they're, they're 21, well, they're 22, 21, um, 19, and uh, my youngest is 16, but she wasn't involved. Well, back in then, process. when you were doing this, how old were they? Uh, like 19 and 11. Boy, you was breaking all kind of child labor laws, oh, man. Hey, look, shh, don't tell nobody. <laughs> Hey, we were done by 9 o'clock, though. They was up and out of there by 9. All right, right cheers to that. Cheers to that, man. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? man. All right. Hey, man, big ups on the impromptu visit, bro. Appreciate you, man. I appreciate you having me, man. That's first of all. Nah, nah. So, come up in here. Andy, you know what I mean? Andy is like, yo, I'm coming in town. Then all of a sudden, he's just like, hey, man, do you?
you mind? I'm like, do you mind if T come through? Man, come in. And the more the merrier, you know what I'm saying? So, no, no, thank you. And then, you know, I just looked at it like, man, we here. We might as well dub one. Let's get it. All right. So, man, um, like, so what was childhood like for you? So childhood, growing up in the D, man, you know, I had my mom, which, um, you know, she passed uh, 2014. Sorry about that. Oh, that's cool. But she was like that backbone, that strong, that person that kept pushing me and pushing me. Uh, my dad worked for the city of Detroit. So um, he was involved in our life. But literally, my mom was a nurse, and then she would have a, a cleaning job on the side. Mm. So me and my brother literally ran the streets. Like, we did whatever we wanted to do. When I say we fought every day, we did everything. It was just y'all two? It was, it was six of us, four girls and two boys. But we were the youngest. So everybody else was, like, grown. They had teenage girls, so they was doing what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It was literally me and my brother doing whatever we wanted to do. So, um, Who, So your mom raised you? Yeah, my mom raised me. Okay. But my dad would come over often. You know, like I said, he worked for the city. Okay. He would come, you know, check on us. Um, but really, it was just me and my brother doing what we want to do. And um, my brother, unfortunately, had got locked up. Mm-hmm. He got locked up at 16. And um, I had was involved in that, too. So I ended up going to Ohio. So, yeah. Got you, got you. So who was in Ohio? Like, what was in Ohio, man? So my sister. So I had a sister that um, got married. She moved from Detroit, got married, went to Ohio. And her and my aunt was in Ohio. Got you. How did it go over there? Man, so when I got to Ohio, it was like a big culture change. It was totally different for me. What was um, different? What was different? Just just totally like it was slow. It was like, to Man. me, it was like country. Like, you didn't have, <laughs> like, you didn't have a lot of hey, stuff. I feel disrespected <laughs> right now, bro. I'm in Indiana, so I feel a certain type of way oh, about man. this. <laughs> you know Listen. what I'm saying? But, it, but, but I understand. Yeah. Keep going, though, man. My bad. In the bro. No, no, no. Oh, Get no, your no, drink, yeah. bro. Oh, okay. We, yeah, we, we, we need you all comfortable in this thing. You hear me? <laughs> but, now, look, life was just different, you know. And then um, I was used to just doing whatever I wanted to do in Detroit. So, at, um, like, me and my brother-in-law kind of was having differences. Mm. So I ended up moving to Chicago with my other sister. So like all my high school years, it was school after school after school. So I never really got to plant a foot at a high school. Mm. I was always moving. So I went to Chicago, uh, went to Naperville North, um, didn't really like it. And I ended up right back in you know, Ohio. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. It's personal. You could plead the fifth if you need to. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like that affected you today? Man, so just going through all of that, <laughs> man, it affected me. It made a big difference on me, right? So it made me see, like, that my kids wasn't going to go through, like, what I went through. My kids were going to see whatever school they went to. They were going to see it all the way out. You know, they wasn't going to change. They had to meet different people. So why, why, why that, though? Why, why do you feel like you want your, your kid to, you know, go, go through the whole process at one location? Because, like, I just felt like, you know, I would meet a friend, and then I'm moving. Mm-hmm. And then I would meet somebody, build a relationship, wanted to play football, wanted to play basketball, then I'm moving. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it was like psychologically, it was just doing something to me where I was like, nah, my kids want to experience that. Like, as soon as I meet someone, I'm off somewhere else. Like, I was just getting shipped around. Mm. So that, that affected me a little bit. But 
Got you. So, all right, we passed that. Now you're moving forward. You know what I mean? High school, going into adult life. What's, what's happening through, through those times? So, man, like I said, I had kids young. So, really, man, my, my focus changed. When, and I always say my kids is a blessing because, like, I was just doing a lot of wild things or whatever. So, once I started having the kids, my priority changed. Like, it was all about them. Like, everything, like, everything in my past, it all switched, and it was all about the kids. Was you married? Um, I got married when I was 17, but I was divorced by 18. So mm, So you wouldn't advise Ziggy to get married at 19, huh? No, sir. Uh, wh- no. Wh- why not, bro? I mean, I don't know. You got, hey, you got a long life to live, man. You got people to meet. You got things to do. He said, man, go ahead and push him out while you can real quick, bro, because, you know, before you get locked down with one, man, push him out real quick. Hey. Hey, man. We hey. going to keep it PG, but, you know what I'm saying? He said, enjoy yourself. Enjoy your life, bro. All right, man. So back to it. All right, so career-wise, where were you at, man, with around this time? So um, once I came to Ohio, my sister and brother-in-law both, both worked for the state of Ohio. So they got me on with a state job, like, as mm-hmm. soon as I came. So what I was you doing? Eight, 18, I was a heavy equipment operator. Okay. So I drove loaders, backhoes, graders, dump trucks. Okay. Uh, when it snowed, I plowed the roads. So, I mean, I, I really had a really good job. You know what I'm saying? I loved it. I was comfortable. What's a really good job? When you say that, because your really good job and my really good job might be different. Well, as an 18-year-old and a 19-year-old, um, I mean, I was making 50, 60, $70,000 a year. That's awesome, actually. Yeah. That's not a really good job. That's an awesome. It's really good okay. job. Okay. But I just, you know, my goal is to, you know, to be transparent, to bring the context mm-hmm. as you evolve. Mm-hmm. Because that's a really good job, and somehow you're in a different place. I don't know. I don't think you work for the city no more. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> All right. All right. So that, that goes on, you know what I mean? Like, where does cleaning come in all of this? So, like I told you before, my mom was a nurse and she had a cleaning job. Mm-hmm. So she would have us cleaning as kids, like cleaning dog cages and just cleaning when she, uh, she was like, her job was cleaning, but she also was like, what you call a home health nurse type lady, mm-hmm. type thing. So she would do this for a lot of rich people um, in Michigan. They would have like 30, 40 dogs and we would clean kennels, like literally, we was cleaning kennels, making. Oh, that's a mess, mess. Yeah, it, it was. I got two German Shepherds, so I can only imagine, bruh. Yeah. I'm, Woo! I'm not, you gotta take a sip on that, huh? Yeah, like, I'm, man, I don't wanna remember. That's trauma. He got trauma. He got trauma right now. I'm not a big fan of cleaning up dog poop no <laughs> more, around. You do not own the poop scoop company. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, continue, though. Like, how does that evolve? So, um, now, um, where was we at? We was at with um, me cleaning with her. Mm-hmm. So now, as I start working for the state, we would literally go in every single day uh, when I get in for the state job. And I love, I love the state people. So hey, if y'all see this, y'all know I love y'all. But listen, I hated going in there. We would sit, we started work at seven. First of all, I would get up at five to get my kids ready, get them to daycare, do all these crazy things to get them going, and I'll get to work like 7.03, 7.04, you late, you late. Like, every day it was always you late, but I would really get up at 5 o'clock to get them up and going. So I was like, man. Then when I get there, we would sit there till 9 o'clock. We took a lunch, we took a 15-minute break at 9.30, so we will go out, 
go drive around, come back at 9.15, take our supposed to be 9.30 break. We're going to be in there until about 10 o'clock, go back out. We had lunch break at 11, so we'll come back about 10.50 and stay to lunch for like 12.30. And every day was just a pattern. I would want to go do stuff. And they like, nah, we gotta, you know, just sit. And I'm like, mm. I'm just sitting, wasting my life away. Like I was just sitting there literally doing nothing most days. And uh, it just didn't sit well with me. I was just, I had too much energy and I just wanted to go do more and do more. So in my mind, I was like, man, I can't do this. And I started, um, the guys that was ahead of me start retiring. So then I become the head operator. Okay. And um, they would bring a couple of people under me, and I literally would teach everything. I literally would teach everything because I, I would tell people, like, I'm not going to be here long. I'm not going to be here long. So real quick, though, just for the context of what we're doing, how much are you making now? How much I make? Man, so the business makes well over two mil. You know, no, 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 no. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. As 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 you climbed in the hierarchy of your job, I apologize. Oh no, no, no. That's when you got promoted, basically, because you so, said people were retiring. Yep. You got promoted. So I got moved to operator two. Yeah. So and it's roughly it's about seventy, around seventy four, seventy somewhere around seventy four thousand. Gotcha. So we go from the fifty or so to about seventy four now. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, how old are you now? Um, I'm twenty. Seven, twenty-seven-ish, okay. somewhere around there. Gotcha. All right, all right. So you get promoted. You're teaching them. Mm -hmm. And and so look, I'm telling them like literally. Um, it, it was kind of like the guys that came in was younger than me. And it was like family. I'm like, listen, I teach them how to do everything, and I'm literally not gonna be here. I kept saying that I'm literally not gonna be here. I didn't know when I was leaving. I thought maybe I just knew I wasn't gonna retire at the state. So how did you know you weren't going to retire at this day? It was just inside of me. Like, it was something saying I want more. It's more to life. It's more to life than this. It's more to life than this. Like, I was like, man, it's more to life. Even at a young age, as I've seen a lot of stuff growing up, but I knew it was more than just going to work, getting a paycheck, trading my time for dollars. I just knew it was more. What was the pivotal moment that or what occurred that you saw more? Was there an induction to somebody? Was there a book? What, what, what was it? Was it, what was it, what, what made this, what helped you make that shift? So, like I told you, I met um, a gentleman named Mike Benoit. He was 18 and um, his personal development was through the roof. So when you're talking about personal development, explain that to me. Like books, like the way he did on a daily basis, his system, his day, he got up, he meditated, he read five or six different books, listen to the audio, Think and Grow Rich. Like, just every time I have a conversation with him, his mind, where he was at, what he was saying, um, how he positioned himself, who's he, who he hanging around with daily was just, at 18, really inspired me, right? Hmm. Wait a minute, so how'd you meet him? So I met him through, it was an opportunity, it was a network marketing, um, I think it was called Momentous. So I was like, man, I ain't know nothing about it. Oh yeah. So I didn't know much about network marketing, but I I I you good? Took, okay, okay, my bad. I took interest to him. So just with his personal development. So I joined uh, um, something called Momentous at the time. It was a network marketing. I don't even remember what it was. Um, I didn't make really no money out of it. I just knew that um, I made the connections. <clears throat> I made the connections out of it. So with him, 
he was just so positive. So then once I joined, he introduced me to another guy named Rob Coates. And Rob Coates would literally, like, he didn't have nothing to do with helping me, seeing me grow into this opportunity. He just took a liking and started giving me different books. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, hey, you're going through a change. Hey, you need to read Who Moved My Cheese? Or oh, you battling these things. You need to read Outwitting the Devil. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, just start pouring different things into me. As I started reading it, it was something in me said, I'm leaving. Mm. I'm going, I'm stepping out, and I'm doing my thing. So what I gathered from that story was you basically experienced the, the power of proximity. Yes. You met one, met the next, and you know what I mean? Like, doors start opening up based on the proximity of others around your mentor. Yep, exactly. That's real. That power is real. Okay, so now that shift happens, what do you do? So, listen, I went in, and um, I told him I gave him a two-week notice. <laughs> Did you have a plan? Nope. Oh, shit. I didn't have a plan, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I knew I was going to go clean, but it's I It's going to get better. Bring the mic closer, bro. It's yeah. going to get better. Listen, there we go. <laughs> I didn't have a plan. That's cool right there. Yeah. No plan, man. So I gave him a two-week notice. I didn't tell him I didn't have a plan, but I didn't have a plan. So I gave him a two-week notice, and um, they brought me in. They was like, hey, the general manager wanted to talk to you. Um, and they, like, trying to get me to stay. So uh, they was like, listen, what do we need to do to get you to stay? So they was like, you know what? Take the next two weeks off. Think about it. Mm. I was like, okay. So Paid? Yeah, paid. Nice. Paid. Nice. But here's, here's the trick to it. The day before, they said, we're going to talk. I said, you know what? I can come back. I'll do part-time. If I can do part-time, because at the time, I did have a contract. It was an airport contract. But it still wasn't a plan for me. So I said, I can do part-time. Cleaning contract? Yeah, cleaning contract. Okay, gotcha. Just want to understand. I'm yeah, cleaning sorry. contract. So I told him, um, okay, a day before I was supposed to go back, he called, left a message, and said, hey, we can't get you part-time. We'll see you tomorrow at work. I was like, no, that wasn't the plan. So I didn't show up. Three days later, I get a letter that said, um, oh, we're terminating you. Three days, no show, no call, no show. Mm. So I'm like, whatever. My sister was like, no, don't let them fire you. Do not let them fire you. They already did. Yeah. What you mean? Well, you can't reverse it. Well, you got to go through a whole step process. Like, okay, yeah, okay. When they, give you this, when they give this to you, they, you got to go through a whole hearing and so all that. You can appeal it and stuff, basically. Peel it off. Okay. So my sister's like, don't let them do that. Just in case your thought out plan or whatever you got going on don't fall In case fall the through. plan that you don't have <laughs> don't work. <laughs> Listen, at least I can try to help you to get back in here. Hey, 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 man, shout out to your sister, yeah, bro. right. She right. really love you. Yeah, bro. Listen, <laughs> no plan. <laughs> Sis, thank you. You know, in case he didn't thank you, thank you. All right, man, let's keep, keep let's go. Let's keep, keep so, coming. So then I went in, and, you know, I talked to him. And, you know, what I did, they was like, hey, we'll rescind all of that if you come back. We'll rescind it, get rid of everything. I was like, nah. I said, I appreciate y'all. I came in at 18 as a boy. I feel like I'm leaving as a man. How old are you? Um, I'm 42 right now. No, no, no. Oh. When this happened, I'm sorry. So then I was um, 30, I was 31. Okay, gotcha. So I said, I came in as a boy, because it was 12 years I did with him. So I came in as a boy, I'm leaving as a man. You guys taught me so much. I appreciate y'all. But, 
you know, I'm sticking with my decision. So they said, you know what? We're not going to fire you, but we're just going to put it on your record as you leaving with something going on. You know, they didn't she say really, whatever. She really, like, I mean, she left the crack there. It's like a toxic relationship. She, You can still go back, bro. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you oh, can probably listen. go back today. So, but listen, I, I spoke so good, and as the years I left, I still go back up there and talk to them, and everybody, like, hey, they, they they actually offered to give me the cleaning contract up there That's two dope. years ago. That's dope. And it's like a, I think it was $500,000 contract up there. That's They're like, come bid on it, come bid on it. Because my relationship, when I left, I didn't talk bad about nobody. I knew everything that was going on. I spoke highly of everyone. But I built that relationship. I'll go in there doing the fair. They send me tickets. Um, they let me park in there. So I kept that relationship. It's just I knew I wanted more than what I was actually experiencing. All right, so what happened when you left? Woo, y'all ready for this? Let's do it. <laughs> Man, listen, so I left. I left, and the guy that I had the airport contract, he kept telling me, he said, hey, don't get comfortable. Keep growing. Keep growing. Don't stop here. Man, I'm like, man, I'm cool. I'm good. The contract ended. Well, not ended. It was up for rebidding. Someone underbidded me under $500. It was an inside job, but somebody underbidded me $500. Got the contract for me. Now I'm built up business credit all through trial and error. I had so much money out there through just building my business credit. Mm -hmm. I couldn't pay it. So now I lost that contract. Man, I went into like a, whatever you call it, like a slump. And uh, I messed up my business credit. Um, I started slipping on my mortgage payment. Um, what year is this? This is 2013-ish. Uh, okay. 2013-ish, 2014-ish. And uh, so... What you feeding the kids? Feeding the kids. I'm feeding the kids. Man, I don't even know how. So my <laughs> okay. girl... <laughs> okay. Look, look, my girl, she would help. And literally, I um, was late. It was like 10 months. Um, they would send me stuff, do foreclosures, you know, I was going to do uh, sending out modifications and all type of crazy stuff I was trying to do. And then they got to the point where they like, listen, man, the sheriff is coming to put you out, period. Oh, wow. They repoed my car. Uh, they did a lot of stuff at that time. I lost a lot. Um, I went down to the um, federal building and I filed the bankruptcy myself pro bono. I said, hey, what I did, two days before they was coming to take my house, went down there, I filled out the papers, and I knew, and I knew, and this was a long time, so I hope this don't get me in trouble, but I knew that I wasn't going to actually go through with the bankruptcy. I just needed some time. You know what I'm saying? I just needed, <laughs> I needed another three months, man. I got you. Hey, you doing what you got to do. I just had to do what I had to do. I knew I needed, I said, I need another three months. So... It ended up happening for me. Then they put it as dismissed, which it was still on my record. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my dude, Andy and Bruno. They took care of that just last year. Got it all off. Okay. But um, um, I knew I didn't want to, um, well, I'm saying I knew that I wasn't going to go through with the bankruptcy. So that's when I started going out, building. Uh, I was, like I said, I was in a slump before then. So I was like, man, I got to do something. Man, I started going from apartment to apartment. When I tell everybody now, I wrote a list of 100 apartment complexes down. And I went, I went to 20, I went to 30, no, no. So, so, so let me, let me, let's break that down now. Mm -hmm. 
you're going to apartment. I'm I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an apartment. Mm-hmm. I'm a leasing agent. How does that transact? What do you do? So at that time, man, I didn't know it was trial and error. So I was just saying, hey, I got a cleaning company. Hey, I can come clean your building, blah, blah, blah. They're like, yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Nope. We got someone. I said, okay. I would leave, not knowing what I know now. What do you know now? So today, this day, if I was to go into an apartment building, I'm not going in there trying to get something from you. I'm going in there to add value. Okay. So when I go in, I'm going to say, hey, introduce myself. Hey, I'm Terrence Harris with QTS Services. Um, and I explain about my cleaning company. And then I would tell you that if you ever need a backup cleaner, I'm here to help. Then I'll leave my car and then I'll leave. Mm. I'm not going in and get a contract. I'm going in to add value. So what was the difference in the results, in the, in the, in the responses, in the in the interaction? Like, like, what did you get? Did you get any contracts from that? So from the first one or the second one? From the, from the, from the second approach. Oh, oh, from the second approach. Once I do that and what I teach my students now, mm-hmm. oh, man, it's like a home run. Because let me tell you something about the cleaning field. People will get in there and they will not show up. But you know what? If you're the owner, your hands is tied because you don't have a lot of quality cleaners around. You don't have enough, so you got to deal with whatever I give you. And I know that in this cleaning field, it's wide open because people don't show up. And if they do show up, they got a bad attitude and they're doing a crappy job. Mm, We're going to go back to that. We're going to bookmark that. Right. I, I need to understand what you do that's different not to get your people to do crappy jobs. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So now you start getting a lot of referrals to that, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So what time, what, 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 what when you start building, when, when are we talking? Like, what time, where are we at in the timeline? So, 2000 what? Uh, 2000, I want to say 13-ish, late okay. 13. So you make that you make that turnaround quick. quick. So you fail and you start turning around pretty quick. Same year, basically. Yep. Same, well, about 11 months. How I many did. people you got on your team at this time? Um, total of, like, 43. At that time, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. No, it was just me. Oh, this is wow. me and my kids. It was me. Like, oh, I would literally go it's in. It's still you and the kids yeah, right now. and my girl. But it's literally just me. Like, I would go in okay. and, like, shoot. Like, I'd go in, like, hey, I just needed an opportunity. Okay. So when I tell you I needed that opportunity, a lady gave me an opportunity. Her name Jessica Smith. I'll never forget her. She gave me this opportunity. She said, hey, we got someone. And I was like, when I tell y'all, I was done. I was tired of going to apartments. I was like, I'm about to go get a job. Like, my mind was just like, I'm about to go back to the state and beg them for my job back. Like, I was, go- I was like, I'm tired of this. She said, listen, we got someone out at, they put, long story short, they put me in the hood. She said, listen, we got a property that we can't keep cleaners. They won't even go there. I said, I'll take it. Uh, he pistoled up at the property. Man, listen. Yeah. Listen. Listen. <laughs> everything. But I went in, and my kids, to this day, my kids is traumatized from this apartment building. So he, he was bullshit. <laughs> no, that Go ahead. Look, Go ahead. traumatized. What happened at the apartment buildings, bro? Man, everything you could think of. But when I tell you they put me in the hood, <laughs> man, this place hey, is man. horrible. Hey, man, wait a minute, man. If they ain't going back there, they there, are they, they robbing y'all, bro? Bro, it was horrible, man. When I tell you, you had rats, you had roaches, you had everything you could think of. 
every time we left there, everybody had to strip and change and put, you know, put the stuff in dryers. <laughs> like, it was that bad. Like, people out there, like, it was, well, everything you can think of was happening out there. So, <laughs> but let me tell you, I went to this apartment complex, man, I turned up. Like, when I tell you, I cleaned everything that people wouldn't clean, the window seals, they like, what? Hold on. Nobody come and give this because it don't matter where you at. But when you go in there and give it 120% because I had no other option. Mm. Like, it's, we walk around here like we got options. We can go here. We can go there. I didn't have an option. Understood. My option was to go in here and get this 120% no matter where I was at. Okay. And when I did that, man, opportunities, man, it, it got back to the lady. She's like, mm. oh, can you come back out here? And then it got to another part, because in that prop apartment complex, um, property stuff like that, in the property apartment, management company. Yeah, property manage, the word get by fast. Mm -hmm. They know everybody, and everything is word of mouth. Everything is word of mouth. Everything is word of mouth. So when I tell you I went from that one place to 19 places within a year, year and a half, where me and my kids and my girl, we making over $200,000 cleaning apartment. Units. And it's just y'all? Just you, us. You got so you ain't saying 19 places, though. Are you talking about 19 individual units? No, apartment buildings. So like, so when I go to an apartment building, you know how you have move in and move out cleans, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody move out, we'll go in and clean. Some places we have 30 cleans that month. Some places we have 40 cleans, 20 Got cleans. You. Now I'm understanding. See what I'm saying? Yes, and sir. Then we would do the hallways, like the, literally mm -hmm. the hallways. But that, that, um, that bad place... I was about to say their name, but that bad place, <laughs> <laughs> that bad place made me so much money. It made so much money. But anyways, as when I tell y'all, it took up my time though. Mm. The kids wanted, I had to say, I was cheap. I had a $60 rule for my kids. They wanted shoes, $60. Oh, but they always got every shoe they wanted because I said, oh, you want shoes? That's how I bribed them into cleaning the units. Come clean the unit. They'll come clean a unit. They got every J, every pair of J's, whatever they wanted, they got, but they worked Work for, for it. it. Got you. And they got good at working for it. But we start doing units, making, like I said, $200,000 a year. Life changing. I mean, I was able to pay my, hey, get the house back on track, get another car, and hey, it was up from there. So, so, I, so can I tell you the truth? Mm -hmm. Hey, bro, just don't cuss me out. Mm -hmm. So you pulled up. I know you, I know it's you, because like, in this area, we don't see certain cars. So I seen, I seen what I thought, what I thought, right? I'm giving you some respect, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, man, it's a Hellcat. Hey, Ziggy, go get, go get him. He, he was saying a Hellcat. He was like, don't say that shit, boy. Terry's going to eat your ass. <laughs> That's a red eye. That's a red eye, Hey, man, man my bad. Hey, I man. apologize. No, no disrespect hey, to Hellcat. No, I'm just playing. No disrespect to car. It's a red eye, baby. No, I'm just hey, hey, it was, I, I, I'm illiterate to the red eye, man. Tell me about the red eye real quick. Like, hey, hey, you remember, you remember that Jay-Z uh, saying, man? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 30,000 is kind of sucking. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference no. between a, a, a 2.4? And a 4.5 or something like that. About 30,000 30, cocksucker. <laughs> no, I'm just beat it. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reasonable man. doubt, baby. Nah. <laughs> I got you. This is too. Hey, Terrence, you on one right now. <laughs> <laughs> liquor, liquor, liquor's real. Nah, I'm just. Hey, it's man. cool, though. Hey, I man. just need to understand what the that was. I'm glad we got clarity. Hey, man, I, I knew uh, Andy probably talked to you and asked me that. <laughs> I just, I got clarity. All right, so let's bring it back now. Mm -hmm. So today, where you at with it, man? So today, man, we moved. 
Um, so then, uh, uh, before I get into that. Yep, yep, my bad. No, before I get into that, I start cleaning. And when I tell everybody, and I talk to everybody about being in the room, just mm -hmm. being in the room, man, I start moved up to like cleaning these really, really nice areas, nice apartment complexes. And I was in there, and one of the guys that has helped me grow said um, they was having a meeting. And I was just in there just a cleaning with the owners, just a bunch of people in there, and I was cleaning. They said, hey, we opened up a commercial building. They was talking amongst themselves. We opened up a 12-story um, building downtown, brand new construction, and we need clean. We're trying to find cleaners. And the one guy was like, I'm sitting over there cleaning. He said, Terrence can do it. He said, he already, he busy, he running around, but I'm pretty sure he can make it happen. And I ain't know nothing about commercial cleaning. Mm -hmm. All I had was my kids. I had nobody else. But you know what? It pushed me out of my comfort zone. The dude said, for real? I said, yeah, I can do it. Didn't know nothing about commercial cleaning. That was 2018. Did you underprice yourself? No. Okay. Uh, well, well, what happened is this. I don't, I don't think I can say this on camera, but I was. Oh, you can say whatever on camera. Okay. <laughs> well, what you happened. Told, you told the people. Beat it, cocksucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you can say whatever. <laughs> right, you know right. No, no, no. But um, what happened was, dude said, oh, are you serious? I said, yeah. He said, meet me at downtown. Meet him downtown the next day. We went up, and he gave me a tour of the building. And then he said, listen, we got five people that's bidding on this contract right now. Okay. <clears throat> he didn't like none of them. Mm. He said, I heard so much about you. I heard about your story. I heard about your kids. I think you should get this opportunity. I said, oh, okay, sweet. So, dropped his phone and said, hey, check it out. Came back. I had the numbers. I got the contract. Mm. It was a $19,000 a month contract with extras added on to it. So all together, it was like $24,000, $25,000 a month contract. I didn't have nothing, no one in place. Mm. I didn't know what was going on, but I knew I was going to make it happen. Anyways, I got a guy, um, my operational manager, he came on and said, listen, man, I just want to help. He said, I'll take. 20000 he was a fireman. He said, I'll take $20,000 as my salary. I just want to help. I said, sweet. So he came on literally paying people that's making more than him. But he, he, his goal was to make 100 k as a fireman. So that, so your, the 20000 supplemented his income to let, allow him to achieve his goal. Yep. Achieve his goal. So, okay, I was gonna ask. Yeah. You know what? You know, like you know, something for something, or, or they just want to help. How did that come up? But I understand. Okay. So I just want to help you grow, man. I want to help you grow. So he came on, and we literally start hiring, bringing people on. Within a two month span, they had another building across the street, and they said we don't like the cleaners. They're horrible. They don't show up. Mm. They just half do everything. We want to get that contract to you. Okay. Had another meeting, got that contract. Mm. That was a $27,000, contract, all said and done. So now, cleaning. Now we got two, roughly around 54, 55. And 
they had another building that they're building two miles down, downtown, huge place. When I say huge, so it was complete. Three months later, got that contract. That contract's roughly with everybody in there. We had this place called Bart Box and a few other places. That was probably around 40, 43,000 a month after everything said and done. Start cleaning in there. So now, I mean, we done went well over a meal just in a, a matter of me making $200,000 to over a meal in a matter of- Revenue, right? Yeah, revenue, in revenue in five months. Gotcha, so if I may, what, what did you take out, like, you know, like what did you learn during this period? So, man, I learned a lot. So, but the biggest thing was just be, be genuine, man, be yourself, like, and show up. Like, mm. when I say show up, be genuine, be yourself, and things start to happen. And that's why I always talk about, man, get in the room. Get in the room. Me coming here, meeting with you today, put me on a platform. You know what I'm saying? Me being around, just me showing up. I didn't know I was coming on the platform. You say, hey, bro, we having a hot seat. Let's go. Mm. Me being in the room. So mm. that's why I always, it's important to me. And I tell everybody, get in the room. Mm. It, it's, it's, it's life-changing for me. It haven't steered me wrong yet, but get in the right room. We was in the right room, though. We was <laughs> in Miami together. Yes. And that's how we met, you know what I mean? So it is the room. Yep. I could dig it, I could dig it. Give me one more gem that throughout that time, you had some struggles, right? Mm -hmm. What was the struggles in scaling? I mean, you got somebody to assist you, so that was good. And obviously, you added somebody who gave you uh, a skill set that maybe you didn't have mm -hmm. to expand. What was his skill set? So his skill set, where it worked out, I'm super nice. Like when I say I'm super nice, and he's like stern. Um, he's one of them guys where like, like I'm be um, serious. Me and Andy work so well together. It's like I'm super nice. I'm kind of like, eh, okay, whatever. Andy be like, stop bullshitting, huh? Yeah, yeah, no. They like, nah, bro, stop. Nope, we ain't doing that. Okay. So I had it, that person there that could be the opposite of me and hold people accountable. Now I'm stern, and I learned this now as dealing with a lot of people. I'm stern, but I was kind of of a pushover. Cause gotcha. I, you know, what I'm saying I didn't have that in between. I was either nice or not. Something, um, something that I do with my companies, as I have different ones, is a SWOT analysis. So I evaluate my strengths. You know, I mean, what I'm good at, what I like to do, and what I can do quickly. Mm -hmm. um, then my weaknesses, what I don't like to do, what I do poorly and or average. If I can get somebody great to do it, mm -hmm. um, my threats. I mean, I'm sorry, sorry. My uh, opportunities. opportunities, you know what I'm saying? Like the opportunities that this may present mm -hmm. um, and then the threats, competitors, things of that nature. Therefore, you could evaluate what they're doing to understand that you can basically align yourself to actually be effective in that area. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like he fit in the weakness part of your SWOT analysis. Yep, exactly. Gotcha, okay. And then he just helped me able to grow he just dealt with things and he kept saying listen man i need you to start working on the business instead of in <clears throat> he said i need you to start working on the business instead of in the business you might want to tighten it up over okay. here yeah 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 right oh no another side you got right it yep 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 yeah it should be good dude okay cool yeah 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 right here yeah. we good all right, cool. So what he would tell me, um, uh, where was we at on that? We was, talk, we was talking about the SWOT analysis. 
Okay, so he fit and he would help me. He said, man, you need to stop working in the business and work on the business. Mm. Let me handle all of this. Let me handle all of this. So it was an eye-opener because it's something I built off of, off the muscle. muscle. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? I built it off the muscle. So I'm like, man, I ain't trying to get this to nobody else. And mm. that's something in business you got to learn to let go and delegate if you want to scale and grow. Mm. got to let go and delegate. Have you ever heard of the E-myth? No. The entrepreneurial myth basically is a book. Mm -hmm. So it's called the E-myth. Mm -hmm. um, basically, it talks about the levels of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So you have the technician. So I DJ for 20 years, mm -hmm. um, for 14 to 34. So if I work, I get paid. Mm. So in essence, it's still a job. Yeah. But, I, but I'm an I'm a entrepreneur. But I, if I work, I get paid. If I don't work, I don't eat. Mm -hmm. right? But then if I was a DJ and I had four DJs under me, five DJs under me, and I get 20%, I'm essentially an entrepreneur, but I'm, I'm a managerial entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So I manage. So I could DJ still get paid my salary, and I manage other guys' schedule, and I get 20% for their, mm -hmm. for their, for their work. Mm -hmm. So that's an entrepreneur manager. So sometimes we get in their business, we may have an assistant. Mm -hmm. We're still managing. We're still working in the business and managing the business, though. Mm -hmm. Then you have the entrepreneur, entrepreneur that has learned to outsource most of the work and delegate it, and now he has complete time to work on the business and not in the business. Mm -hmm. That's the E myth. It's the process of taking you from being a technician to entrepreneur, entrepreneur. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to get that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah e bookmark that. E <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay, so he helps you. He got you going. Um, what what else happens next? So then, man, um, I picked out, I picked up some um, warehouse jobs. Picked up some warehouse contracts or whatever. But then a pandemic happened. All right, so now we're talking last year March. Yeah, last year March. Pandemic happened. Um, I start. I stopped going to every building. Um, I started subbing out some stuff. And when I say I fell back and I started investing in myself, getting in the rooms, doing mentorships. Uh, him 500. I met him 500. Neo, Doug Depp. I met him at um, the conference at the 10X conference. Gotcha. So you talk about. So let's let's go let's go back. So so Corona. Corona shuts down everything March 4th. Yeah. But before that, we knew about it late February. February 4th is when I met them. Gotcha. At a 10X conference, that's Grant Cordon's event. Yep. So you met them in physical, like yep. like like physically, all right? So when you meet them, how does that, how's that you know, Man, happen? It, it did something to me even more because I seen how much time they had. And I, what I did is I started watching. It was Neo. It was Marcus. It was Alex. It was Jason. So you're talking about Alex, good energy. Good energy. It was two weeks out. Um, it was Tony the Closer. And I was just wa watching them and just watching them and like, man, the lifestyle that they're living, um, they have a business and they building their business, but they had a time freedom. And I knew like money is great, but time is power. You know what I'm saying? I knew that. So I'm like, okay. I started following them. I actually took Doug Depp real estate class. Then, you know, I started building with Doug Depp, Neo, um, learning into the real estate, and that's what um, got me into purchasing units. But I started watching them, started watching markets more, watching markets more. Uh, had a phone call or two with them, but didn't pull the trigger. 
Then I finally pulled the trigger, and it just, um, I met Andy, and I met a few other people. Oh, you meet Andy? Yeah, that's how I met him at the, um, we was on, we went, took our first private uh, jet together, but through him 500 uh, Recession Proof Conference. Gotcha. Where was that one at? Um, where was we going? To Miami. Okay. Headed to Miami. How many of you guys was there? It was 12 of us. Oh, uh, so it's coming. This was a mastermind, yeah. almost. Well, well, no, no, it was a bunch of us, but it was twelve of us that got Legit. on the PJ. Yeah, nice. And we mastermind. We talked. We blew. We blew up. Just yeah. and when he said we blew, I thought he was nah. talking about he blew one. <laughs> I was like, man, my nah. guy Terrence is coming fully transparent <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Okay, but uh, no, we we just start building. Uh, that's why I meant to say we start building, and then me and Andy start really building. And like just every, all our goals started aligning together. Like the personal development, what he did, what I did, we just it just matched his energy, matched my energy, and then and we just started working on different things. Well, Marcus and Neil both told me, said, "Listen, man, they looked, talked about the business. Said, listen, if you've been doing this business and you making these making this type of money, you're gonna always keep chasing contracts. Start teaching people." But I always knew teaching was like my passion. I, I've been teaching people business credit for years. After I learned it through trial and error, I've been teaching people that, right? But honestly, I didn't know how to get it out. Right, right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like my speaking, like like I told you, like 10, what, 10 years now, I just learned personal development. So my me getting it so out. you were able to produce it for yourself. Yep. You need to work on a. Uh, you needed to work on the aspect of teaching it to others. Teaching it to others. But you could produce the result. You just need to work on, on the delivery yeah. of it. Gotcha. All right. Before I go too far there, though, I want to get back to that, but I'm going to take you back. You, um, you brought up real estate. Mm -hmm. So what's your relationship with real estate like? So, man, as I took um, Doug Depp course, I mean, once he broke it down with the hard money lenders and just different ways to purchase real estate, mm -hmm. man, I was like, man, I, I, I was looking at 12 units. I knew I didn't want one unit. And I was like, man. So why didn't you want a single family first because if you've never done it before? Because to me is I want to multiply my income. I just didn't want to come in and 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 someone didn't pay the rent. Now everything. Now you got to cover the mortgage. Yeah. And, and what I like to do is every asset I buy, I like to have something that's covering it. You know what I'm saying? I will, every liability I buy, I like to have an asset that's covering it. So I didn't want to just go out and get something, then this happened. Okay. So I started looking, looking, looking. I went to Dayton. I went to, I went to looking at four units, 12 units. Well, I ended up getting an eight unit. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you, man. Thank you. All right. So tell me about the process of actually acquiring the eight unit. Man. Dude, it, it was it was a it, it wasn't that bad of a process because once we got with the hard money lender, um, and then it took probably two or three months. What I this is what I did. Someone told me this, and I think Doug Depp in his class. He said, as you look in, it was ten people that bid it on it, and it's auction. No, no, no. It was oh, okay, just, was, just okay. Got you, got it you, got was you. Ten people, and he said, go with the seller. Agent, you know what I'm saying? Go with the mm. seller agent when you got a lot of people bidding on it. Good mm. so back went, door. Yeah, so I went with the seller agent, and you know who got the deal. He made it happen. Boom, so break that down. So break that down with what you mean. You, like, 
you went with the seller's agent. Mm -hmm. Talk about the process. So there's a house for sale. Mm -hmm. Hey, young. You typically use your agent to go purchase the house, yep. and there's the seller's agent, the, the agent representing the seller. Yep. Who don't right. have my best interest. So in what you life. said is that you didn't go get the. You didn't go get your own agent. You went to talk to the person who was selling it. Yep. Therefore, they were getting double the commission and threw you an alley-oop. Yep. Ah, uh, nice. Double the commission. Ah. Uh. And, and, and at first she was like, oh, yeah, we'll go through the process. And he said, man, we got eight, ten people bidding on it. They say, you know, oh, the seller accepted your contract. Sweet. Had me come sign papers. And a few people was like, hey, man, you know, they don't have your best interest. But I know, I know they don't have my best interest. But listen. It's only so much that can happen right now. Got you. So before I even go further into the project, what, why did you invest in real estate as you're still trying to develop your cleaning business? Because real estate, to me, I know that's where a lot of millionaires was created in real estate, right? Mm -hmm. And so I always wanted to own some things. And I know in janitorial, it's great. You can build a business, but you'll always be chasing contracts. Mm. I don't care if you make 10 million, 20 million, 30 million, you go always say, it's them contracts gotta expire. Mm -hmm. Two years, three years, five years. So you'll always be chasing contracts. So in my mind, it's like, take the money you making here, invest it in real estate. Gotcha, it's almost like a ball player really getting that rush, getting that money. He got that big boy contract and you're leveraging to make sure you don't spend it on red eyes all the time. Right. And so you was just like, let me get me a, a property or two, a unit to really invest in to start building your wealth. That's what I'm gathering. Yep. Got you. So you got the eight unit, you got it. So like, talk about the process. Now you went to closing, like, did it need a lot of work? So it, it still needs a lot of work. But what happens is they already had it full. Oh, it was already rented. Yeah, it's already rented. Oh. Already rented. Nice. Um, the guy that Actually, uh -huh, my, the agent that I went through, he was the property manager for as well, and he kept being a property manager for 8%. And he deal with the people, and they got a program that they put them on, like Section 8. Mm -hmm. And it's for older people, kind of like most, not older people, but people um, who was in the shelter, different things. So um, when I walked the units, um, some of the units, like, yeah, I need to overhaul. So I wanted to overhaul. But then I, I'm said, hold up. Why reinvent the wheel right now? It's working. Let it be. You know what I mean? So I kind of let that be. And then I started looking into more units. Like I said, my goal was 50 units. And I know you earlier, you asked me why. I don't know. I just knew I wanted a lot of units. And 50 was a lot to me. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. We got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. So ain't nothing wrong with it. Got you. Um, Man, it's kind of crazy, um, but how, how many, if you don't mind me asking, how much is the rent per unit? Um, it is $600, $600 per unit. Gotcha. If you could, it's a calculator on all desks out there. Bring me a calculator, please. What do you So, so, So basically there's, how, how much again? Uh, six, it's $600 per unit. It's $4,800 per month. $4,800 per month. What's the, what's the rent on it? Uh, it's, oh, oh, so. It's, it's out there on a desk. It's $1,800. It's $1,800. For the rent. Nice. Ooh, so great. Mm -hmm. What was the purchase price? Uh, 325. Got you. Hold on quick. I'll take that. It was 325, so 1400 
1400 is man so that's 4800 coming in your mortgage is what um it's it's roughly it's like 1800 after right. everything so you're looking about 2800 a month well you got to pay the property management 10 percent so it's roughly me it's about 23 net after property management got you so it needs work so you still got to rehab it yeah. you know what i mean what all right so how did you find the property just um i wasn't not craigslist but just looking in the paper looking at just looking at what i'm trying to think of the name of what i was looking at was it online uh loop net loop net that's what got it you. that is yeah. how you find commercial properties i didn't know yeah. you know yeah, what i'm yeah, saying yeah. <laughs> so loop net is is, is kind of like um your zillow for basically um commercial properties mm -hmm. whether it's a property like this or it's an office building or apartment buildings. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. All right. And now, how did you obtain a, the lending for it? So I went through, um, it's like a hard money lender. Mm -hmm. And it was, um, I'm trying to think of it, it was SunTrust or one of the name, one of the ones. But I went through a hard money. and So it's a temporary loan yeah, then? It was a temporary loan. So you have a window to rehab. Yep. Yeah, well, a window to rehab and refinance up out of it. Correct. Yep. So what it's I typically did, a year, right? Yep. Typically a year. It's been almost a year, so I'm getting ready to refi out of all of that here. So got you. Despite not fixing it. Yep. Just because over time it's appreciated. Yep. So, so how much did you have to put down? So I had to put. It was a total of sixty-three thousand. Do you know what percentage that was? Should be twenty percent. Got you. So you basically put twenty percent down, mm -hmm. sixty thousand. I'm gonna be honest with you. After you refi, you about to get that sixty three thousand right back mm -hmm. with the appreciation we've had over the year. Mm -hmm. Nice. So you basically are about to get a free building. Hey, that's why I knew real estate is where I want to be. Got you. So fifty units. Um, so if I took twenty three uh, hundred, which is your net income, mm -hmm. divided by um, eight units that you got there. That's about 287 per unit. Mm -hmm. That's actually pretty good because what I look for in a rental property is to cash flow 225 net mm -hmm. after expenses. Mm -hmm. So you're well over that. Now, if you times that times 50, you'd be looking at right around $14,000 mm -hmm. a month. That's with mortgages, though. Mm -hmm. And that's just saying units. It's not saying per house, it's just saying units, doors in general, mm -hmm. right? Gotcha. Now, what's really dope about that is. Um, I'm gonna teach you something. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of like a wealth strategy. Mm -hmm. And you know, the goal is to, re my goal is to really empower you in the sense of how that 50 can really turn into um, a number mm -hmm. to make it more tangible um, versus just something that we're trying to grab out the air. Let's say we got 50 um, units times um, the 600, well, how much is that? 600, mm -hmm. 600 per door. So you, so you're looking at thirty thousand um, dollars, and let's say you're making thirty thousand dollars per month. These units are bought all cash, mm -hmm. right? So like you paid them down, you owe nothing on them. But let's say the units now are all worth overall three million dollars. Mm -hmm. You follow me there? So, so the value of the assets are three million dollars. They're all paid off for, and you're collecting thirty thousand. When you own it cash, though, you don't get depre you don't get the depreci uh, the, the equity building because 
Nobody's paying down a mortgage on it. Mm -hmm. You don't get the tax benefits. So mm -hmm. I say, when you own something cash, refinance out of it. Okay. And so that you know, the, when you pay them off, the bank is going to give you right around 75% to ARV. Mm -hmm. So the after repair value here is three million. When you paid it off, because the tenants pay it down for you over time, imagine doing a cash refi at 75% of three million. They'll cash you out a check for 2.25 tax-free. Wow. And now you could put that 20% down on so many more properties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you put in 20% down on properties that are a hundred thousand, right? Mm -hmm. Let's do let's do 2.25. Sorry, 2.25 divided by 20,000. You put 20,000 on each unit. Mm -hmm. You could get, you could go get you 100 more, 112 more doors. Man, let's go. Let's you know what I'm saying? So that's how you could really turn that 50 units into now 112 plus the 50 you got. Wow. They'll all have mortgages, but now we're talking about 112 plus 50 units times the 287 you was making, now you're making $46,000 with properties that have mortgages by leveraging other people's money, but by just understanding how to leverage the first 50 that you got. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of like what we teach at Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur to allow you to leverage the money that you're making in the NBA as a professional cleaning service and Leverage real estate to build your wealth. And so, like, that's kind of like what I plan to do at the Mastermind the more is expose people like that uh, the, uh, to the true opportunity that's really there, leveraging real estate to build wealth as a first-generation wealth builder. Wait a minute. That's bars, y'all. Listen, <laughs> that's bars. Listen, that right there is a breakdown. I know where I'm going to be spending more, yeah, more yeah. of my time. Yeah, but you time. see where I was going with it? Like I said, yeah. I know that the numbers are in the air, but my goal is to really, like, bring it you know, as you're yeah. as you're going through it, you can understand it because you already been through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, all right, let's get back to it. That was, you know, how that could really, really go for you. When you threw that number out, now that lets you know, like, man, 50 is a solid number. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's a solid number. And so that you could leverage and do some other things. There's a process for it. That's, a, that's a, for a breakdown. Mm -hmm. But that's just to give you a synopsis. Now, today you got the cleaning service. You're doing very well. You, you've networked with some of the big names that we've obviously connected through. Mm -hmm. Now, what are you doing now that, you know, with, with, with the cleaning aspect? I know you added another business to everything that you're doing. Yep. Talk about that. Man, so this right here, man, when I, I tell you, as I start hanging around the guys, getting in the room, I start finding, like, my passion. And my passion, like, when I tell you I've been... I teach business credit. I do a lot of them things now before for free. Just like just giving the game away. I, I started an entrepreneur morning call where we just get on and help each other grow. How can we help each other grow? Mm -hmm. No selling, no nothing. What do you need help with? What systems are you using? You know, then we all learn how we can build off of that. How can somebody get on your call? So just get on the Zoom in the morning. Um, you could text me, should I get my number or? So what we're going to do, we're going to oh. put the, the number okay. you, you, at, at, on the bottom of the video. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So you can give me your number and we can put them at the bottom of the video there for to connect with you. Okay. Yeah, you can get reach me at 614-735-8803 uh, and then just text me that you want to get on an entrepreneurial morning call. 
Hey, we get on. What time is it? It's at 9.30 Eastern. Okay. And uh, like I said, me, Andy, there's a few other people that get on there, and we all, this week, these next two weeks, we all learn options, stock options. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we all just adding value, building, and helping each other. And it's free. It's free. Super dope, man. Make sure y'all take advantage of that, man. Super dope. Yeah. Okay. Free. Then I started a, um, it's called a six-figure cleaning mentorship. Okay. So where we talked about it earlier, say, okay, I'll always be chasing contracts. And even at the buildings now, I would invite other people to the builders and give them walkthroughs and just help them build their cleaning company because I know it could be a thousand of us with the same thing and we all make millions. Mm-hmm. Like I already know that. I don't compete. There's no competition with me because I know, especially in the cleaning field, I know when you get in there and you do what you're supposed to do, you're not going anywhere. But if you get in there, you have stepping, mm-hmm. then you leave it open for someone to come take it or get that contract. But if you help other people, then it's going to come back for a circle. That always works for me. So I say, okay, if I help a thousand people make six figures in their cleaning company, I'll never have to worry about anything ever. So that's where I came up with. Why, why do you feel you won't have to work for anything ever? What's, what's, the, what's the concept? What's the mindset behind that? So the mindset is, listen, if I, if I be of service to people, and I know a lot of people just don't even know how to get in the cleaning field. They don't even know. If they do know how to get in the cleaning field, they don't know how to go make six figures in the cleaning field. Mm. Now, I know how to do it. You set them systems. You set the procedures up. You build that personal credit, you build that business credit up, and now when you build a personal credit and a business credit up, it gives you access to go get government contracts. And the reason they keep us from getting government contracts is because they know when they don't pay you three or six, they know they, it takes them three to six months before they pay you, so that weeds out the little man. Mm-hmm. But when I teach you how to build that personal credit and that business credit, guess what? My brother Andy goes come through and show you how to get the money through your business, so now you got access to a line of credit. You got access to up to or 300000 So when they say, hey, it's going to take three to six months, okay, that's fine. We're going to keep building. We're going to keep growing. But what happens in this game is the little person get weeded out because they can't have 100000 200000 sitting there when you first start in your business. Got you, got you. So I think, though, that's uh, the financing and, 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 and the the entrepreneurial endurance, mm-hmm. the financial endurance is tough mm-hmm. for anybody starting. But I think something that, you know, um, we didn't tap into that, I, that, I, that I'm hearing is systems. Mm-hmm. You know, what type of systems do you have today that you didn't have back then? So, like, just even, like, the hiring system. Mm-hmm. When you come in, I'm hiring you like you're going to get a government job. All right, so, so, I'm, you about to, so what's my process? So you got a three. So look, when you, we first come meet, you won't meet with me, you meet with someone else, but you hiring like it's a government job. So when you come in, it's a three interview process. What's, what's the first interview like? The first interview, we'll get to know you. You got 10, 20 questions that we're going to ask you. Just get a feel. It's no right or wrong to the... But what answers. are you looking for? I'm, I'm looking for the honesty. I'm looking for reliability. I'm looking for just just personality things. I'm a great bullshitter. Yeah. So how do you how do you how do you pick that out of me? How, how do you d- decipher? So when I ask you these questions, we're gonna ask you a bunch of questions in this first interview. Now that second interview, hey, we're gonna ask you some more questions and a whole nother list. We, we got the systems already printed. What you out. looking for in the second one though? Second interview is we go we write down everything you say. 
second interview, we're going to kind of ask you kind of the same questions, but rerouted, just something okay. a little different. Okay, just to look for, you're looking for consistency. Looking for consistency. Okay. Then I'm also looking to see if you're going to even show up. Because what happens mm. is when you put people to two, three interview process, they won't show up because they look at the job like, man, I ain't about to show up to that. So when they looking at my job like it's nothing, no, my job is, the job is everything. It's, I'm, like I said, we hiring like it's a government contract because it is. So it's a government contract. So um, now I'm looking for that consistency. I'm looking for, you know what I'm saying, that reliable, for you showing up again. Okay, they reliable. Then I'm asking you these same kind of questions. And it's just like I said, getting to know you. There's no right or wrong questions. And then now we have a third interview. Okay, what's that consist of? So the third interview is, once you come to the interview, it's really going to be the orientation, pretty okay. much. Okay, gotcha. But so you got it. It's for you to mess it up, basically. It's for you to mess it up. But most people won't even come to that third interview. And I'm mm. like, perfect. I didn't want you. Uh, that's like missing work on the third day. Yep. Ah, uh, got you. Okay, okay. They want to show up. All right. So with the clean, let's, so now I'm going to go back. Mm-hmm. And I apologize for jumping, but I just I just missed that right there, the, the, the development of your systems. But hiring is actually one of the most crucial concepts of just entrepreneurship, period, man. Finding good people is hard, man. You know hard. what I mean? So um, it's, it's real in the field. Therefore, I wanted to tap into that. Now, you 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 obviously added more systems. Um, I'm, I'm assuming the operations have grown with systems as well as you're managing 43 people. Mm-hmm. Um, is your guy, the fireman, still on? Yep, definitely. Is he is he a owner or, or or operations manager of some type? So this is what I do. When I found out now, and just going through this whole system, people will do more for recognition than they'll do for money. Mm. So this is how we build out everybody on the team. So you have monthly recognitions. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Here go a gas card. You know, it could be a bottle. It could be anything that you want, but you're getting recognized, right? Mm-hmm. So also you get plaques, employee of the month, employee of the quarter. And when I tell you, people will go over and above for you just for recognition. Man, I appreciate you. Acknowledgement of the work. Acknowledgement of the work. Mm. It don't even be the money. It just be the recognition. And that's one of the things we incentivize. Keeps the morale good. Keep the morale good. We give them incentives. We give them incentives to do better, incentives to do this. So and then also I got something built into... My thing is, no disrespect. I, would, I don't care if you miss a day, you don't show up, you don't get no disrespect from me. But I expect that same energy, don't disrespect me. I won't disrespect you, you won't disrespect me. So now... Because you be fighting, I ain't forgot that part. <laughs> <laughs> listen, bro, listen. I'm you telling you. But, but then as you start building them things, but even for the business, for me, my mindset is like, okay, we're going to start subbing things out, right? Focus on building people. I want to start. My whole goal with the mentorship is to help people get six figures in their business. So take my systems that I learned from 14 years of being in business to helping you not jump off this cliff or fall off this cliff or run into this wall. I'm bringing that all into the mentorship. Got you. And now... My goal is just to help people get to six figures. And when, with the systems and the procedures that you put in place, it's easier to attain than you going and fight it by yourself. Makes sense, makes sense. Okay, so um, let's talk about your course. 
All right, what's the course called? So it's called the QTS Six Figure Cleaning Mentorship. All right, and so what's your, I, I hear your goal is to impact and get, you know, set up a thousand people mm -hmm. to get, to make at least a hundred thousand dollars. All right, so um, what does your course provide for me that I can't learn out there from another course? So systems and procedures, you go, that's, I'm big on that. And then teaching you all the game of the cleaning and then it, me, like, you know what I'm saying? Like me helping you guide you through all the mishaps. God. How do you guide? Do you have weekly phone calls, monthly phone calls? So right now we meet two times a week. One-on-one? Okay. -on -one? Uh, we do it as one-to-many. Got so, you. So um, it's like right now it's like 17 people on the call, okay. but it's one-to-many. Um, and then now afterwards I meet with people now who need to help setting up their systems right now. Mm -hmm. But after the course, we'll have monthly calls, like one-on-one. -on -one. If they want to do group calls, we'll do one-on-one -on -one for a year. And then for a lot of the students where I'm about to uh, transition, my time is through the VA system, through uh, running ads, I can get contracts in any city. So mm. just say you come on, I can get contracts here in Indianapolis without even leaving my house. And so now, I'm gonna help you can all support the your student base. Support all the student bases with contracts, and then I'll get 10% on the back end. Got you. Got See you. what I'm saying? Got and you. then, where I haven't even told them this yet, but I'm adding a surprise bonus. I created, I'm building a team of VAs right now mm -hmm. that's gonna help with their marketing, that's gonna help with their logos, that's gonna help them set up their websites. Got you. It's like stuff so it's a done for me type of situation. Pretty much. Mm. And I also also offer a done for you cleaning courses. Well, not cleaning course, but build your company out from start to getting contracts. So I have three people actually pay me fifteen k to do that so far. So uh, where I'm gonna start your business, get your operating agreements, your systems, your articles, Dunn's number, your EIN number, your logo set up. I mean everything you need to build that business out. Your SOPs everything for that business, and then I'm gonna get you a contract. Only thing you gotta do is make sure you have that man and you manage it. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So that's the done for you program. It's a done with you and it's a done for you program. What's the different, what's the different price points? So it's 2500 2497 for me help guide you through the mentorship, the four week mentorship, you got me for a year, and then it's 15K right now for the done for you. I do everything for you, you show up, you work. And then, um, like I said, every contract after that first contract I get you, I'll get 10% on the back end. Understood, understood. Can we can we get a people like a 10% off? Definitely. All right. Yeah. So if they if they can they do you got, do you got the ability to give them like a um, uh, like a uh, coupon code? So yeah, we'll make a coupon code. We go do. Let's uh, do entrepreneur. You put in entrepreneur at entrepreneur at GTS. Um, no, no, no. So, like, entrepreneur will be the code. Okay. What's the website? Uh, it's Terrence. It's Terrence Harris QTS for the Instagram. Then it's www.qtscleaning.com. Right. Use the code entrepreneur again, 10% off. Yeah. No, no, no. We're going to get them 15% off. There it is. Even better, man. My man sauce it up with a 15% deal. So, that's how we going to do that. Okay, yeah. cool. Man, I appreciate that, man. Appreciate you, man. Man, we about to go crazy tomorrow. Let's get it, man. I'm excited, man. I'm yeah, excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you about to get the EA, the EA real estate play tomorrow at the mastermind. Man, I'm excited. I'm, I look, I got, got my you. book bag, my notebooks. That's I'm like, funny. I'm and I watch Doug, too. So, like, I'll be, uh, 
are interested in hearing your contrast. Okay. Yeah, because you did the you did the ride along, right? Yeah, I did the ride along, and then a full year. Boom, boom, awesome. I mean, I, that, that that was powerful for you. That let you know that the 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 power of mentorship allowed you to basically acquire that asset during the corona. Mm -hmm. That's big, and you got the appreciation. So I know you about to get your money back, mm -hmm. and so that course paid for itself. Definitely. Mm. And that's the impact of getting membership, man. So I encourage you, man, if you're watching this, man, go to entrepreneur2entrepreneur.com, man. Check out the 21 steps to your first deal. Basically, basically, I got you from step one to 21 on how to get your deal. Then you rinse and repeat and do it again, man. So until next time, man, I see y'all. Let's go.